Hey, how's it going, guys? Episode 16, All In Entrepreneurs, uh, hosted by yours truly, Carlos Reyes, a serial entrepreneur out of Phoenix, Arizona. And Alex Sines, a 22-year-old real estate entrepreneur. And uh, you know what? Today, we have two very special guests. Here, I'm going to talk to this one now. <laughs> two very special guests uh, in the room. And, uh, and oh, people are logging in already. Thank you, guys. So today, we have two very, very special guests, guys. Today's subject, and this is why they're here, we are going to talk about, in my opinion, the most pivotal, pivotal factor in any real estate operation, which is acquisitions. The meat and potatoes, mm. the magic lies in this area, guys. If you cannot get deals, you cannot scale, and you cannot actually do anything else. You, you, if you don't get deals, you will cease to exist, period. So today, uh, we are here with our sales directors, the guys that are responsible for running our sales teams and the guys that are responsible for making sure that our companies offer home and national cash offer, um, they're responsible in making sure that our company continues to scale every single month, month after month after month. So if you want to introduce uh, your, your main guy over here, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Andy Garcia. Yeah, What's going and, on, guys? And just to, just to touch up on what he just said, so... Uh, I think uh, I think in, in in our current market, uh, everybody you know you can be the best at marketing, but if you don't have the closing down, you're really suffering. I mean, if, if you have, I would I would rather have a <laughs> believe it or not, I would rather have a stronger closing team uh, than than a better marketing system. Obviously, the, the both go hand in hand, but closing and acquisitions in your company is super vital to your business. Uh, and without further ado, uh, so today's talk is acquisitions uh, with two of the top. In my opinion, two of the best nationwide closers. And and let me let me let me follow that up. By the way, guys. Thank you. By the way. But yeah, guys, look, I know who the top guys are, like who the top closers are in the country. You know, I know this industry from from LA all the way to Florida to New York to Seattle. You know, everywhere. And 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 I can tell you this much: the guys that we have in this room today, they are two of the top closers in the entire country i'm not saying that to be biased i'm telling you this i'm giving you my word from firsthand experience you know i personally consider myself a great great freaking closer and and i can tell you i i know a shark when i see one i know a closer when i hear one you know so you got to pay attention today this is a lot of value for you guys i know everybody out there that is trying to grind and is chasing these deals yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of marketing you're throwing out there if you cannot close these deals. If you cannot convert these leads into deals, it just doesn't matter. You're going to be burning through a lot of marketing dollars. And this is why it's very important for you to actually engage and tune in today. So with that being said. Yeah. So, guys, uh, actually, do you you know, what, do you want to introduce yourself really quick? Yeah, guys. Uh, so my name is Andy Garcia. I'm a 22-year-old entrepreneur. Um, I am the COO Wait, how, at how, Offer Home. How, how old are you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 22 years old. Uh, I started uh, in sales, and I joined uh, I joined Alex, and uh, we, we joined forces, uh, you know, straight after high school, really. I mean, I saw him have some results, and we've been great friends since, you know, we we're since we were little kids, really. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, right now I am uh, managing and uh, am the sales director at uh, OfferHome. And like Carlos says, it, it just consists of making sure our team is consistently consistently closing and making sure that we're bringing in revenue. Yeah, and to, to take it back further and further, so me and Andy actually went to uh, – we went to elementary, elementary school, school yeah. went to middle school, we went to high school together. I mean, we met when we were six, five, six, seven years old. get rid of each other. And uh, yeah. it, it's, it's crazy. It, gets, it actually gets very deep, man. It's like uh, we went through very similar struggles. And I'm going to pass over the mic in a little bit here for him to explain. But we went through similar struggles. And the way that I, I know, the way that God just kept putting us back into place you know, never really made sense until now. Until until now, uh, where you can where you can clearly see uh, just from the wisdom that God's provided. But, and we're gonna explain why why I'm saying this. But we had very similar struggles. Uh, yeah, e sure. Even like one, I remember one particular time after the 2008 seven crash, um, we we moved to like completely different sides of the cities. The the market crashed and we ended up moving on the same street. But but here's the <laughs> funny part. So uh, both of our dads were in the same line of work. Uh, they were both killing it in, in, in their professions and uh, they were doing real well. So, you know, naturally they saw more money and they wanted to get us into nicer houses, get their families in nicer yeah. places. So both of our dads initially actually like made that move to buy our families nicer houses at the same exact time. Yeah. And was, we, we, were, we were separated. We were like, you know, childhood friends were like, dude, I'll miss you. I love you. I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> yeah, I'll like, never see you yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we were just, you know, I went and did my thing for literally a year and a half. Alex did the same thing. And then all of a sudden, bam, my dad goes bankrupt, loses all his investments. Yep, he goes same, broke. Same thing. And, uh, and then back to the West Valley, uh, family, family of eight living in a three-bedroom house. And um, sleeping on the couch for and a while. Sleep, yeah, I, I shared the living room, not even a bedroom. Like, you, I shared. You, you fit in the couch? Uh, a, very large one. a very large one. A very large. A very large. Guys, couch, for the if you, for the record, he's uh, he's like six five. Six five. 290 yeah. to 300 oh, pounds, depending. It's like six, 12 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, guys, so, so, um, we end up, we end up again, going through this hardship. And then like, next thing I know, I move into my old neighborhood where we grew up and where I met Alex initially. And then, uh, I go into school and and I go to school for about a month. The next thing you know, he shows up. I'm like, dude, you're fucking back. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? He's like, we went broke. I'm like, we did too. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. I'm like, I don't have shit. Wait, Look, this is like, like, bro. Like, so, so, you guys were excited about well, it. We're, well, well, it wasn't. Was like, I mean, it was like, bro. It just probably happened in a time where, night, right? when, in yeah. a time where you lose like, Everything. because, bro, I live half a million dollar house, pool, jacuzzi, like. Everything you had, everything walking closets, walking. Every, you had everything, and then it's all stripped from you. So now, when you're in like, as a kid, you're just like, oh, like yes. Got, and then you see like, you see something that from the past has yeah, brought you a lot of yeah, happiness yeah, as a group. Yeah. It's like it's something to be excited about. But, and, and I remember that very. I mean, I would say maybe there was like slightly less excitement than I made it seem right now. But but uh, regardless, so. same, how old are you? same. We were we were at the time maybe like 10, 11 years old. Yeah, you guys were super excited. Yeah, so we were we were <laughs> pumped. The gang was back together, and uh, and yeah, so so really from there, um, we went to school together. We lived down the street from each other, and uh, we went through again very similar struggles. Um, until high school, we played football through high school together, and, uh, and we still yeah. play football now. And we still, yeah, and yeah. we still play football. I had like four sacks yesterday. Just Woo! throwing that just out saying. There. Flag football, flag football. Uh, no, but uh, shout out to the all so, flag so football team. How, how the, got our first dub. I know your story, but they don't. So, how did you grow up? I mean, did you grow up, you know, with money? Uh, what kind of so, like what kind of childhood did you have? So literally from like from the time I was born to maybe eight. 
eight or nine. Um, if you don't mind I was me very real quick, yes, yes. How yes. much did you weigh when you were born? <laughs> so I think I might have been the same size. Um, no, 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 exactly. no, 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 no. Wait, wait, what? When you were born? <laughs> when I was born? Oh my when god! I was born. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, no, 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 no. I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant at the time. Sorry, but uh, when I was, I was, I was told I was a very average size baby. Um, for a big no, I don't know. no I, I weighed maybe like six or seven pounds or something like that. that makes no sense I know it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't I weighed like 11 pounds I, w- or something. I weighed I weighed yeah. uh, 10 or yeah, yeah. 10. yeah I was a big fat baby I, I don't even know how much I weighed when I was a baby they don't have, uh, they, don't have don't they don't keep track of that in cashing you were all belly oh you <laughs> were a cash cash and medical yeah uh, institution uh, uh, <laughs> of carnicidias the urgent care of cash Oh my oh, god. god. Yeah, and we're going to the Elotero man <laughs> delivered you? No, I'm okay. He's still But no, I, Andy, please tell us your story, brother. So so yeah, I mean growing up, um, like I said, from like from the time I was born to like eight years old, uh, we were we were blessed. I mean, there it was good times. Uh there I had a lot of siblings, but my dad always took care of us. We always had a house, a lot of food, as you know, you can imagine. <laughs> Are you, were and, you the were you the oldest? The I'm the I'm a, I'm the middle child, uh out of uh again, I I've, I've got six siblings, so um, you know, I, I definitely saw them go through different journeys and, uh, you know, on my end, I, I knew, I knew something, there was always something greater for me. I, d- I didn't know what it was, but I just always knew there was something greater for me. And, uh, I always just had that outlook on life that I was special, but my parents, they did, they did, you know, decent. Um, and then at one point, again, we just got stripped from everything. So I went from like, you know, we went from going on like decent vacations to, you know, having all the shoes, all the Jordans. I had all the Jordans. I was geared up and, uh, that all got taken away. Um, I kid you not, like I used to wear and ones at this point uh, because like Some we shacks, we, yeah, shacks and and ones because it was what, what what we could afford. So again, we got stripped from everything, and uh, that made me who I am today, uh, for sure. Because without without that trial that you know I went through, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I mean, it got so bad to where like my parents would sell everything that we owned. Like my mom sold off all her jewelry. My my dad sold. Uh, you know, work equipment. He sold vehicles. Like we had, we had, we had uh, zero vehicles at one point during high school. Um, so I would, I would constantly walk to and why, from school why, every day. Why was, why was there zero? Wasn't there one? Uh, so, so it, it wasn't even my family's vehicle. It was my sister's. Uh, literally, it was her car, and like my family didn't have a car, and only my sister did. And like literally, like it was so bad, like to get around, like for my mom, like she would have to grocery shop, like at like midnight because that was the only time like there would be a car available like it was just it was just real bad transportation wow. Wow. and like now like you know didn't the, you hit didn't you hit one of the cars oh yeah and then and then it gets worse so <laughs> we finally get a car we finally get a car and then i just got my license around this time i got my license at 18 i was a late bloomer so uh literally i get my license and then uh what do you know i fucking crashed the car and i'm like damn <laughs> <laughs> like no cars you get a car and yeah then you and then, crash and the then car. so so it was it, that was definitely um it was a tough moment because my parents had worked so hard to get this car and then i ruined it and then you know it was and it was like a it was a 2001 ford taurus uh which i know alex ended up later at a later date buying the same car yeah same one yeah. the same one but yeah uh and the way my parents came across it was like some dude offered them the car in payments and it was 1500 dollars. so it was like that's just to show you like if they have to pay payments for $1,500 car, I can imagine the struggle. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of struggle. So as you guys can imagine, and then... When did you start working? 
So I started I started working at 18. I got a job at Domino's. I was killing it there. Um, <laughs> Tossing um, them pizzas? I was killing it. Yeah, I made good pizzas. 24 <laughs> pepperonis per medium pie. <laughs> I know this. I don't even uh, know what that means. Okay, so so I, was, I, did, I took pride. It doesn't matter what I do. Uh, whatever I focus on and whatever I work on, I take okay. a lot of pride in. Mm. So, Agreed. so Agreed. that's just the type of person that I am. I mean, right before I left, like I was 18, they were offering me a manager position, but I was like, no, I can't, I can't be doing this. Cause I knew, I knew that it just wasn't going to take me where, where I needed to get. Um, so my sister worked at, uh, at a call center. She got me a job. Uh, she got me a job, uh, uh, she just hired me, and I, I, I went in, ended up making calls, and uh, this was a large call center. There was maybe 200, 250 employees there, and uh, and I did, I did, and I excelled there as well. So I was scheduling transportation for for elderly. I was very scripted, very micromanaged, and uh, it gave me a lot of discipline when it came to communicating. I just, I just, I just became real good at communicating over the phone, and that's where I sharpened. So would you say a nine to five like that definitely helped you? That that nine to five was. Uh, part of God's process for me because I wouldn't have been able to come in and start executing at what I was doing without that. Uh, it just, it was just part of the plan. I kid you not. Um, if so, I hadn't been there, like I, I'm so blessed for my nine to five. In fact, like I was sad when I, like I wasn't sad that I left, but I was like, I knew there was good people who cared about me there and I knew there was still growth that I could achieve there, but I just knew ultimately the growth that I was chasing um, it, 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 I wasn't going to get there by working yeah. at that. So job. guys, with that said, if you are a nine to five and you feel like you know, you hate it. Well, just realize that that could be God's process for you. Cause I, yeah. I, I would second that. Like I worked at a collection agency and I was a killer there and I hated it. But now I love that I did it because we're opening a collection agency. Yeah. Crazy. So now I can, so you know the ins yeah, and now I know the ins and outs mm -hmm. and, and what it takes. Uh, so it's all part of God's process. And, uh, so at 18 after, after that, that collection agency, we, um, uh, we connected and uh, I want to, I want to share the story of, of, where you were at mentally oh it's embarrassing no no we're doing no, it we're, we're doing, doing it this. we're doing Do it because it. a lot of people okay are, yeah. so, so i'm just gonna like, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna uh you know say where my mentality was at so while i knew there was like a lot of growth i mean growth for me was making six figures like when i tell you guys and i kept thinking like i just knew there was more for me like uh, the growth that i wanted to achieve was being able to pay all my bills consistently with no struggle, being able to take a va my vacation time, enjoy my vacation. And it was just, you know, live, live a really normal life. Like I, I just wanted to live, I just wanted to live a life where I didn't have to struggle like my parents did and where I had, you know, guaranteed pay where I had, you know, where I just had consistency. Was that, was that thought process based around you or others? Oh, it was, it was definitely based around others because this is, this is, this is, yeah. uh, this is definitely like like how I grew up. Like I just I just knew it, and I I knew that's not what I wanted. So I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I just know that that wasn't gonna be for me. So so uh, yeah. as far as as far as um, mentally, where uh, were you? Yeah, as far as me mentality, like I'm telling you guys, like Alex early on was like, dude, I I came across wholesaling. I um, you know, I, I think I can make a lot of money here, and I was like, you know, I I'm sure you can. I I, I trust your abilities, and you will, but. I, I know that that's not for me. I, I know that that's not what I'm going to do. I know wow. that I'm not passionate about about real estate. I just need consistency. Like, I've struggled for so long. Like, I just need some consistency in my life, you know? And, so, and was, I'm this here, was this when you were living in your apartment? This was... Uh, or uh, Maryville. This I was living at a studio, I think. Yeah, studio by myself. No. Yeah. yeah. I closed my first deal. And, uh, yeah, here here I am telling him, like, like... Uh, 
like come you know like do this with me mm-hmm. and he's talking about consistency and i have no consistency yet yeah like in my in my eyes you can't even pay him no, yeah. no, 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 nothing. No, he can't afford. But he can't afford. But I'm selling him yeah. the dream because I believe so much in myself. I believe yeah. so much in myself. My brother didn't even gra- graduate high school because I told him. Yeah. I said, "Bro, work for me. Work with not for me. With work with me. Forget about high school." And he he didn't. He doesn't have his diploma now. But who, you know, I mean, who he's gives, on the right. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah, who needs a diploma? Yeah, so you're, I mean, finish finish your education, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but regardless, guys, you guys see sort of where my mentality was at. It was uh, definitely not. Uh, you know, revolving around entrepreneurship. It was not about providing abundance to my family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't about that. It was Ooh, just yeah. about surviving. And uh, Lo says something which, which you know, if if you're, if you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're, you're you know, you're surviving. You're, you're surviving. not living you're life. Not living. You're not living life. And I have and, lived that for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know that from experience. Yeah, yeah, no. So yeah. so you guys you guys know where I was at. I was a, I was in a negative place, a very negative place. Um yeah. I had uh I had family down my throat where like even like if I when when I initially first told them like, hey, I I'm looking at doing this, they I mean I didn't I didn't have any support, just like a lot of people you know, Alex didn't have any support. I didn't have any support either. I just knew I had to I had to take a leap of faith. Um and and, and ultimately like I said guys, you know, uh, just know you can overcome whatever feelings you have. If you feel like this is not for you, then you know don't don't stop there. I mean, you know, keep keep asking, keep asking the higher power, like why, what what is it for me? What do you need from me? And, Entrep- uh, our, entrepreneurship is is plentiful. Yeah, sure. yeah. And le- I want to go deeper into that because um, not that previous. So when I when I was I call, I called Andy and I'm pitching him like, bro, like you know, come in with me, like let's do something, and. Uh, and I'm like, I'm selling him like the dream, like, bro, like you can, like, we can just become so much. And he's like, what's wrong with being average? He told me that. Oh, oh my that's God. disgusting. He told me that. He's like, what's Ew, wrong with being average? I, like, there's nothing wrong with me Crazy. just going to work and then, like, paycheck to So paycheck. he was fighting you. He was fighting me. And, and he, and but he, he might have been fighting himself. I was no, fighting. Uh, yeah, he both, was fighting. Both, both, I think he was fighting himself. I was definitely fighting myself. That's a, but, tr- that's a true here, fear for people I'm, to I'm be like, scared, scared to be successful. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but I mean, guys, I like, get no, one, no one in my family has ever been successful. Like, so it, it's like, just like you're scared. You're like, it's well, you just you, you, you know what you know and you don't what you don't. So by the way, 72 people are live right now. We're Thank just you guys. getting started. Yeah, let's get to 100. Yo, yeah, share this, share this podcast. Let's get more people on here. Let's get 100 people on here. Yeah, let's let's get over 100 people. Get to 500. Share, share. Sure. If we but get if we get to two hundred at the same time, Adrian's going to take off his shirt live on this <laughs> podcast. So share it in every group. We want to see the nipple. Share it everywhere. Oh, so wow. uh, you know, just to close out on that, uh, I remember I remember I was so mad because what's wrong with being average? I was so mad at him because <laughs> I, I, you wanted I, to slap I, him. I, I did. He did. He did. He, he I, I, to I, I felt like you ever no, feel like gonna. sometimes you believe in somebody more than believe, they Absolutely. believe in themselves. That happens. Very now, often. Not, that's not the case anymore, but. I feel like at that point it was because you don't know what you don't know. So like I kind of had the little taste and I'm like trying to share the taste with him, but it's really hard and and ultimately it was like overcoming yourself and yeah, and for sure. Eventually, but we, I, we I got think over that's, that. That's something that everybody. It's goes a common through. thing. It's everybody, common. you know. Like uh, I'll give you an example. When I first met Andy, you know, I first met him. I believe in your uh, in your apartment. Remember the apartment uh, on the west side that you had? Where you guys? I were, remember me. You guys yeah. were cold calling out of your apartment. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, legally cold calling. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, I I was like, 
I was like, I don't know, is this is this guy real? Does he really? Remember, I would tell you like, yo, is this? Does he have what it takes? Because I was doubting Andy at first, you know, because I I just didn't very like, introverted. Yeah, quiet. yeah. I'm like, oh, is this is he the a guy? people person? You know, I've been I've been in sales. I've been in customer service. I've been yeah. in retail for freaking uh, half of your life. You know what I mean? So. You know, I was like, is this guy really going to make it, you know? And, and I remember, like, that was a concern for me. And, and all the other people that were there, like, who was there at your apartment? Eric Iram. Okay, and, Eric Iram. And, and you know, no disrespect to Eric. You know, he ended up not, this not ended fitting. up not being his thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You had a lot of introverts, you know, in your company oh, yeah, for at sure. that point. But Andy has literally transformed into a machine, like a sales machine. Agreed. You know, and I've seen it. And, and, you know, the other thing that I want you to edify about Andy is would you say when it comes to the sales and acquisition side, what percentage is he involved in in your company today? 99, 95%. 95 to 99%. 99%. Yeah. And that, that is freaking amazing. You know, yeah. to go from a guy like that, I was like, yo, is this guy going to make it? Mm-hmm. To this guy is literally the head honcho, you know. The freaking sales director, the, he, yeah. the freaking, you know, I don't know what you would call him, vice president, <laughs> CEO, I don't know. You know what I mean? All the above. Like, all <laughs> the above, right? And, and and it's insane. Like, it's insane. And, and I want to tell you, you, man, bro. like, you know, you've come a long way. And as entrepreneurs, you're 22 years old, man. As entrepreneurs, bro, like, that's all we can hope for is all we're chasing is growth every single day yeah, and sure. every single aspect of life. And I personally have, fi- fi- I feel like, you know, that you have accomplished that, you know, like you're growing and you're growing and you're growing, whether you know it or not, like you're growing every single day. I think for a while I didn't realize it right now. I'm fully conscious of it. Kind of like Alex mentioned. Um, I know where I'm headed. I know that, uh, you know, everyone has their, their journey and, uh, my, my journey is going to be great. Um, I know that, that God has a lot in store for me. And mm-hmm. like you said, you know, when you met me, like, you know, I'm not. I'm not someone I who. Think I met I'm you not during that time. I had. Were, I had a yeah. weird haircut too. At Did the time, you? I'm Did sure. You? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the, weird the, haircut. The so substitute, substitute oh, teacher cut. So, so, so I had. So you know, I was substitute weird, guys. <laughs> you know, I was weird. Like I kid you not. Like I would. I would sit like in Alex. In Alex's apartment. You were still working at the call center. I was still. And you yeah, were doing. Yeah. Uh, you were doing strips. And uh, and he couldn't get you to quit the call center, and then finally one day you just like quit. Yeah, go, going into that, um, that's that's actually around the same time. Eighty where, people, baby, let's go. Let's Eighty go. people, let's go. Share it again. Share it again. Share, yeah. share. All right, so <laughs> 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 so so going into going into that, um, so I remember I met you guys on it was like August August of sixteen. And I met you and Sal, and eventually it led to ultimately us. We were all chasing growth and wholesaling. Absolutely, is what was going on. And Sean Terry had Sean Terry had his event. Shout out Sean Terry. Uh, Sean Terry Shout had his out event. Shout Sean Terry, the and, goat. And and we all we all went. And I, I remember you, you and Sal were there, and you guys brought Sal God. Sal God wasn't Adrian wasn't Adrian wasn't doing anything uh, entrepreneur related <laughs> at all. What, what were you doing at the time? Well, hold on, let's well, get yeah, into this. Get, okay, <laughs> so we're gonna so connect guys, the pieces right now. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. All right, so let's not take a shit on Adrian just yet. <laughs> Eighty five people, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Share. Anyways. All right, sure. so we're since we're not going Terry, there after all. Okay, all right. so, so just let, to let me, finish yeah, that, out, just to finish that yeah. out, guys, since 18, when Andy Andy joined the squad, we were uh, home equity pros at the time. Now we're off for home. Off for uh, home. He's closed hundreds of deals, millions in revenue millions. by himself, and now he's in charge of the entire sales team at Offer Home. 
and uh, as a brother, I, I couldn't be more proud for sure. Oh, girl, he's uh, he's a brother to to yeah. me, and I, I like I said, man, these two guys are some of the best in the nation. Yeah. And I'm not being biased. It's easy for me <clears throat> to be biased. Like, oh, well, those are your guys. Those are your friends. Those are your yeah. brothers. No, I know everybody out there. You know what I mean? I know everybody out there. And sure. even for those people that, that actually have companies right now, they know, like, if you see the longevity that's here, it's not easy to keep in acquisitions. Not Manager or even hire one at that point. No, absolutely. So that, that goes to show you guys, you know, here, we're, we're the real I'll, I'll, I'll give you a small example. <laughs> I'll give you guys a small example. And listen when I say this. Let me, see, let, me see, let me see the camera change to my angle so I can look into your eyes. Ooh, okay? Dang. Let's see this camera change because I'm, I'm about to drop something on you right uh -oh. now. Ooh. Right. Okay. There we go. All right, guys. We, our company closed fifth, or we acquired, not closed. We acquired fifty-two deals last month. Fifty-two deals last month. Okay. Fifty-two deals last month. Now, besides these massive, like multi-billion-dollar operations, like you know, OfferPad and Open Door, right? Besides them, who are backed by like Wall Street money. Like, what other company out there do you know that closed 52 deals last month, that acquired 52 deals last month? We'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. Throw it out there. Like, what company out there do you know that closed or acquired, I'm sorry, 52 deals last month? That alone should tell you something about the leadership in our company, which Mr. Adrian Salgado has been heavily, heavily, heavily involved with every single person in our company. So... When we get into the, the freaking meat and potatoes of acquisitions, I hope you guys are ready. I'm going to introduce him. We're going to briefly go over his story. And I want to hear from you guys. I want you guys to type the word ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because I want you guys to get this. Guys, people pay tens of thousands of dollars for the, for the type of knowledge that we are going to drop today. So if you're ready for this knowledge... I need you to stay tuned. We got 94 people. Let's go. Oh, Six more running, people. Running. If you're ready Get that to hundo. learn about freaking some of the best acquisition people in the entire nation right now in one freaking room, tell me you are ready, baby. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. So let me introduce Mr. Uh, Adrian Salgado, who happens to be my brother-in-law. Hey. Um, I'm going to let him tell you about his story. But I will say this. Like I said, he is the head sales honcho in our company. Um, the reason that I'm able to do the things that I do is because of him and our team that we have. All right, Sal and I would not be able to do the things that we do, would not be able to have the time that we have, if we would not be able to scale the way we've been scaling if it wasn't for Mr. Adrian Salgado and the entire Sharks out there um, at the uh, at the office. You know, Randy and, and Jody and Jesse, you know, and, and Alex Ariza, who, you know, he had 21 deals, two fell out. 19 for a 21-year-old in 30 days is still not bad. 19 deals. This man's a machine. He's a monster, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so I just want to shout all those guys out there, man. Uh, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out. Ryan Brunton, Tony. Uh, Marina, right? John. Uh, John Hutton. So, you know, all these people out there, you know, much love to them. Tony, Lozano, uh, Abraham, uh, a.k.a. Forky. So, all right. <laughs> man, uh, a team. Yeah, Adrian Salgado, man. Let's make this uh, – let's give you a five- to ten-minute, uh, you know, rundown of your of, of, of the way you made it to of where course. you are right now. Of course. And then I want to start dropping some value on these people. Gladly, let's gladly. Let's go. Um, so keep in mind, guys, you know, this is a completely different – uh, age everybody's ready by the way right uh and he started this when when he was like 18 18 i'm 33 years old and i didn't start until i was 30 
So that for anybody that's older out there, did you guys hear that, guys? To let you know that he started when he was thirty. He became an entrepreneur at the age of thirty. The tender. He age. started the when tender. he was eighteen. My man has gray hair. Let's yeah. let's run. It's Continue. Nice. Run. It's, it's nice. Good, it's though. coming in. It's, it's like nice. Richard Gearish with you know Richard Gear okay. gerbil. I'm going for the George Clooney look. Okay, well, George Clooney, you. Okay, then. all right, good. Let's go. All right, so. 99. Oh, we had 99 people. Come on. One, all right, two, one more, two, one more. One more, one more, one more. 100, let's go. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, let's go. All right. Lady. So um, I started at the age of 30. Uh, growing up as a kid, uh, I've always been that that extra kid that, you know, just full of personality, um, no fear, wasn't scared to do anything at any time. And I always wanted to be the center of attention, always. Um, there was a point in my life where I think I was in third grade, and we were we were in class, and the teacher was actually handing out awards, you know, perfect attendance, uh, best grades, things like that, right? Everybody was getting these honor roll awards and stuff like that, and I was actually the last person to get an award, and because I wasn't expecting anything. What did you you get like uh, <coughs> class clown? Exactly. Like, that was and, the award you got, and that was the wait, best what? award you that I ever wait, wait, received. You really got that award? I got a class clown award. And I was so happy. I ran home. <laughs> Your parents the, probably were. They were pissed. Yeah. I ran home off the bus with my award, and I said, "Look, mom, I got a class clown award." What? And I think I got grounded. I think I got grounded for that. Take a shit on. I think I got grounded, but that didn't stop me. I, you know, I, I've always enjoyed being that that person that just brings a smile to everybody's yeah, face. Sure. Um, and you know, some people don't know what their purpose is in life, and I know that's one of my purposes is to be here to make people happy and mm. to. To just be a, a joy, a, a ray of sunshine in the room at it's all. It's rarely, a, it's rarely a bad time or a dull moment with Adrian, huh? No, it's yeah, always it's always time. a great time. I mean, you guys saw him on the jet, right? <laughs> that, bro, that, that's like forever. It's like I got two images in my head: my daughter in Hawaii and freaking Adrian shirtless on the jet with like half a million, half, half a million dollars <laughs> worth of jewelry. <laughs> yeah, drinking a Bud Light, but, uh, America. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Out America, of out of everything, America, guys, the greatest yeah, country yeah. in the world, America. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. Facts. Um. You know, so going through school, I wasn't the best student. I mean, I, I just skated by, um, played a little bit of, of sports in, in junior high. Um, my parents really never, uh, there was struggle. They were the pay, paycheck to paycheck kind of parents. They worked the nine to five, um, you know, get every extra. Mom extra, and dad? Mom and dad. Wow. They, uh, my mom actually used to work night shifts and my dad used to work during the day. Yeah, so, she'd so there was a parent of the there kids at all and stuff. Time, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I would be leaving What a sacrifice. School. I would be leaving for school and she'd be coming home, make me breakfast and then I'd go to school and she'd go to sleep. Um, there wasn't, we weren't abundant, we weren't living an abundant lifestyle but we weren't struggling either you know i know my parents they had their struggles but they always seemed to be able to put food on the table um and i wasn't the type of person that only had one pair of shoes i actually would have like two or three pairs of shoes a pair of play shoes dress shoes and then a school shoes wow and but my mom was in always cashing in cashing yeah so and my mom was always the type of person take care of your stuff take care of your stuff so even to this day you know if for some of you that know me i'm kind of a sneakerhead. i still like to keep my shoes you know fresh Clean. Yeah. yeah, because I knew for a fact, you know, at the beginning of the year, my mom would buy me one pair of shoes, and I'd probably be lucky if I got another pair by the end of the school year. Mm. You know, so those are those those are the type of uh, parents that I had. My dad worked day in day out, um, taking extra shifts, just. And I learned. He's always been him. a hard worker. He's always been a hard yeah. worker, and you that's probably your work my, ethic. My work ethic yeah. from him yeah. is because he he even even 
working at the job and then coming home and just doing projects at the house. Just constantly working, constantly working, hard work, just to try to make your life a little bit better. And so that's the mentality that I grew up with. Uh, I knew that uh, in order to try to be successful, you would have to just work in my image of success was work work, your ass off work your ass off save as much money as you can retire and then get a part-time job because at walmart as a reader because your retirement's not going to take supplement the income that you need um which is crazy you know and i didn't i didn't change this mindset until the age of you know 30. wow you know and i met you yeah. Uh, when I was probably 25, 20, 23, something like that. And you, and you thought I was crazy. Yeah, and I saw your crazy work ethic, you know, doing the same things that my dad did, but on a different, like an, in a different aspect of it, right? Different level. And, you know, we kind of hit it off. We, we kind of hit it off from the get-go. Um, but I never really... Uh, expanded on what you were actually doing you know trying to trying to do something because you were flipping cars you were flipping strips, uh, strips yeah. you were flipping uh, hats was, you were telling hats, me about all clothes, these yeah. all these new business ventures that you were doing and i was like <laughs> oh yeah that's cool and then i'm over here on like facebook or instagram or something or, just on the couch chilling. No, you were a big music head oh yeah that's yeah. how we connected too yeah. like I, said, I was just you would put me on music yeah consuming my life with new music that came out yeah. all the time yeah. and that's uh that one of my one of my sayings is you know don't get caught in in the right place with the wrong mindset because Ooh. i could have easily started like when i started when you started yeah. i could have jumped on board from day one yeah. but i wasn't in the right mindset i didn't know that that, that this there was anything better out there for yeah, me you know um and we've had we had a conversation too and, and i know i remember the dinner that changed your life we'll, we'll get into that okay so oh, yeah. uh, still mm-hmm. growing yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. S- still growing up right uh went to high school Graduated high school. I actually took a little bit of time off my junior year. I stopped going to school. Uh, I didn't feel like going to school anymore. I just felt like being uh, uh, just skip out and do whatever I wanted to do on mm-hmm. the side. Um, and then I went back my senior year and finally finished. Um, I actually got kicked out of my house when I was 16 or Damn. 17. I'm sorry, 17. Damn. I got kicked out, and it wasn't for anything stupid. It wasn't anything bad. It, it was, was an award. It was. It wasn't the award. award. It was actually. It was actually an ultimatum. <laughs> right? real, real quick, Urban, uh, which mic? Which mic do we have to turn up? Which mic? Or maybe you? Uh, Is it mine? Do I need to speak louder? No. I think I need to get closer. Okay. You're, we're good. Okay. So. So I got kicked out and, and it wasn't so much. It was a, it was an ultimatum. My mom, you know, at the time I was in high school, I enjoyed, you know, smoking a little bit of weed. So a little bit, a little bit, a, little bit. a, a lot of bit of weed. <laughs> and I was a pothead. Okay. Let's face it. I was a pothead. I didn't do anything. Who like music, weed, watch <laughs> movies and listen to music. Right. Um, so my mom caught me several times smoking at the house and she got fed up with it. And she said, finally, you either stop smoking weed or you get out of my house. And I said, "Cool, my sister has an apartment. I'm leaving." And oh so I left. God. <laughs> and so I left. The, the power of the plant. Huh? <laughs> so I left, right? And and you know, and the reason I felt comfortable it wasn't just for the weed, but it was also because I've I was already doing stuff for myself. My dad taught me this work ethic, so I already had a job at the age of 16. You know, I was pushing carts at Walmart. You know, in in hey. Arizona weather, cart pushers. You know, and I was getting paid more than I was. The reason I did it is because I was getting paid more than everybody else was, 
because you get paid extra money for being outside in the hot sun all the time. You know, you get a little, you get like a dollar fifty bonus on top of what everybody else is getting paid. Yeah, just for being outside. Mm. So I was making money. I, I was able to support myself. I was able to support my habit. You know, uh, weed, shoes, music, all that stuff. I was able <laughs> to do these things. So I said, you know what? I'll, I'll take the step back and I'll go and try something different. So I went lived with my sister at an apartment mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. Supporting. Well, you were her. pretty happy you're pretty comfortable i was yeah. comfortable yeah, yeah i was definitely comfortable yeah. um i knew that cart pushing wasn't gonna last very long because it was starting to get hotter and hotter and i was like i can't so you were pushing and i was getting were you pushing carts at walmart. Walmart. walmart i was pushing carts at sprouts yeah i had the machine so it was so no, so, so guys, <laughs> guys real quick real quick um real quick guys i have bad groceries in mexico you have alex has pushed Carts at, at Sprouts. Sprouts. Best cart pusher. Adrian has pushed carts nah. at Walmart. Challenge pizza maker. Pizza maker. This man is the pizza king, <laughs> and you know, and we're sitting here, right? Just, I mean, in the freaking podcast. I mean, look at how life can change for anybody, for anybody. anybody. Yeah, I didn't right? have to clock in this morning. No, when we had a haircut, you know, picked me up from from the house, and you know, it's been it's been great so far, having a great time. But continue. So, uh, just you know, I moved in with my sister. Uh, I actually got another job, and looking back at it now, after being in in the position that I'm in and being around the people that I'm surrounded with, right? I look back at my life now and figure out how how it was that I got here, right? I, I re- retrace the steps, and. You know, I had that hustler mentality. I had that survive by any means necessary, like sink or swim. You know, uh, I had that. Mentality. I think I know what happened to you. I, th- I had that mentality. Yeah. I just didn't know how to apply it. No, no, no. You had that mentality. You had that mentality. But I think you became a victim of corporate America. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that is what happens to everybody. I feel like everybody has that that itch. Right. Everybody has that passion. You know, we're 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 naturally we're naturally resourceful entrepreneurs. Like you know, growing up, first and foremost, when people ask you when you're a kid and you have all your imagination and 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 freaking society hasn't hasn't suppressed you, right? Hasn't like you know negated you anything. Um, yeah. yeah, society hasn't taken effect on your on your subconscious mind on your on your mindset. You know, if if when when you were asked as a kid, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? What did you say? Honestly, I didn't even have, I don't think I had a, a dream of what I wanted. Okay, to do. but plenty of kids will say, I want to be a rock star. Yeah. I want to be the president. I want to be an astronaut. I, right? I want to be a doctor. I, I want to be a lawyer. I ask my son that now, like at, at least, you know, once what or twice a day. And anything that he tells me, I say, okay, you got to practice. Practice as hard as you can to do that. Mm-hmm. So when he tells me, you know, I want to play sports, I said, okay, well, let's practice sports. Or when he tells me he wants to be Spider-Man, I'm not going to sit there and tell him you can't be Spider-Man. You can't be Spider-Man. <laughs> because at such a young age, at such a delicate age, yeah. you have to encourage these kids yeah, you, to, yeah. to be he anything jumped, that they want to be. He jumps yeah. around like he's Spider-Man. Though. Exactly. Yeah. So so to, to just to, to finalize my point is we all have these dreams. We all have yeah. these, these massive, like, crazy you know dreams right kind of like the dreams we like that you know would i ever think that i would be driving a rolls royce i don't know i don't think so you know what i mean but this is the problem that when you get caught up into the 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 i would call it the trap yeah no not the trap from the projects the trap of you know the rat race the trap of corporate america when you get caught up and you're comfortable you punch in you punch out 
it's comfortable. You know what you're going to make. Yep. You have your 401k. You know, you have your freaking IRA. Your you know, insurance. you have your health insurance. You know, you have, you know, you have security, right? That little blanket on you. Yeah, well, vacations well, guess what starts to fade away? Your, your dreams. dreams. Yeah. Your, your dreams, your ambition, you know, your, 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 your motivation, like everything starts to fade away because the more comfortable you get, the farther that that's, that starts to, to get for you. You know what yeah. I mean? And we actually had a conversation like that uh, when we, uh, again, I think it was at a Shantari meetup um, after I had already started working with you. Mm -hmm. um, oh, where, oh, wow. Okay. It's, I've been cramping all night from the football game. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, cramping we, during uh, the podcast. So we had a conversation. We were getting ready to go to Hawaii, right? Yeah. And you actually asked me that question, um, you know, how you feel you know we're about to go to hawaii we're about to go to hawaii for like a week on a vacation and he asked me um you know how do you feel because i'm excited this is like a dream come true for me that the first time and that was the first time hawaii. we were going never imagined going to hawaii yeah well and that's the thing um he asked me you know this is a dream come true for me he said um what is it for you and i said well honestly i, I never i had never had dreams. this dream i never had a dream and that's because wow. i was so trapped in that in that comfortable mindset in that in that mentality where you know you have to hit the lottery to go to travel these places, right? So this wasn't uh, this this was never a dream for me, um, which goes like re reiterates on what you say. You know, the the more and more, you know, I was in corporate America for all the way up until I was thirty. So the more and more I was in there, the further and further, the the less and less I started to dream. So tell us about this, right? When you you were driving, um, you were driving, uh, you were driving a semi truck, yes, at Nabisco. And when you were going, well, first and foremost, I, this is one. This is very, very important for those of you out there, guys, who are still in corporate America. I want you guys to pay attention to this very closely. Okay, you saw a sixty-year-old man who, like, this guy was like all beat, like he was beat down, like no, 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 yeah. So yeah, what happened? There was actually, a, there was actually a guy that that worked with me. Because now you're like, you, you were like, you were playing like freaking, you know, I was on jump fence. rope, right? You were, you fence. were back and forth between like, do I quit this nine-year job? Right, now I was checking the yeah. temperature of the water with my foot. Yes, that's what I was doing. And, and you were right on the fence, and then you saw this old man. Tell us about tell us about that. I think that could be very very. So right. How long did you work at? Corporate? So, so I the, my, the last job that I had before this, I was actually driving semis, um, and that kind of just fell into my lap. Right, um, yeah. I was get I was bouncing around job to job, uh, knucklehead, and I was getting ready to relocate to Colorado. My, I had an uncle that lived out there. He was in the same position that I was, you know, where he was bouncing around. And he told me, come out here. I had to come out here in order to reset my life. So I was getting ready at the age of, like, 21 to reset my life. At 21, right? You guys are just starting yours at 21. And I was getting ready to reset, reset. my life. Wow. You know? So I was like, okay. He go, uh, So I was like, give me two weeks and I'll make a decision. Well, the next day he calls me and said, I got an interview for you at this job, you know? Uh, he worked at the same place in Colorado and they had a branch down here so he got me an interview I went in there and I was like sure I'll take the job and I ended up getting the job at Nabisco at Nabisco okay um, started off in the warehouse you know bus it was four tens working all the overtime that I could um, when I started there you know there were several people that started with me that didn't last I started to excel 
you know, getting into different positions, you know, order selector and then, you know, watching over the over the crew, you know, being the shift manager or something like that. And then running the, the freezer section to where we, we did delivery pizzas. So then I was in charge of the freezer. So I was in charge of making sure all the product and all the list, the picks for the for the day were in charge of uh, were getting out uh, mm-hmm. on time. And so. You know, fast forward a couple years. I was there for 10 years. I was there for 10 years. Longest job I've ever had. All your 20s. All my 20s. I was there the whole time. Um, And I... I was starting to dabble with you, you know, uh, I started talking with you in regards to, you know, some of this, I started shadowing you at the office a, a little bit. And I had a conversation with a guy that started working there the day I was the day after I was actually born. So he started working at the same job the day after I was born. Yeah. And me and him were at the same exact pay rate. And I was there for 10 years. He was there for over 20 years. And we were getting paid the same amount of money. And it wasn't just at that time. I started getting paid the same amount of money as he did four years into the job. Oh, my God. So there was no way that he was going to make any more money than me if we put in the same amount of hours. He was done. He, he was, was capped done. out. He was capped out. Yeah. You know, there was nothing else that he could do. I mean, you can gain a little bit more vacation time, no but cap. that's it. You know, and so that kind of it, it, it kind of worried me. You know, I, I see these guys here that are waiting till they're like 60 to retire. Yeah. And, and they're struggling. They're like, oh, I got to wait five more years so I can get all my full pension. Like and it's only like an extra couple hundred dollars a month on their on their pension check yeah. you know so they're spending Damn. five years to gain a couple hundred dollars a month on their on their pension Crazy. to to just because and that is what you call uh, cha- uh exchanging your time for dollars exactly you know exactly I mean? and and then i had another conversation with with a kid he was a guy actually my age too it was that same exact week he came up to me i was outside in the yard in one of the trucks and he told me that he's making seventy thousand this year and I looked at the guy and I said, "You're making only seventy thousand this year," and he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, you sign up for every extra route that comes out. You sign up for every oh overtime that comes out. You stay as long as they allow you to stay after your route to help out." Yeah. I go, "You're never home. You're always busting your ass here at the job, and that's that's the most that you're seventy hours make. a week, probably." Yeah, and that's the most he was gonna make. And so it really started to dawn on me that this is not where I'm supposed to be. Okay. Because like I said, there I, I excelled at everything that I did. I was an asset to the company. They were super upset when I left, when I put my two weeks in. They were very, very upset. And um, once again, I, I was always that guy to brighten up the mood and, and get one. Because when people are happy they work a little bit better wouldn't you agree yeah yeah right 100 so, so that's that that was how i would help my productivity go up is by keeping people entertained and keeping people uplifted so so tell me two things before we get into acquisitions now right uh one is what how did people start treating you at your job when you told them you were on your way out i got blackballed immediately what happened um you know they they were not letting me get the routes that I that I typically would get. Um, they would get upset because I actually started problem solving. Right, I, I wanted to come and work with you guys, so I would drive from midnight to ten o'clock in the morning, and my route was usually you know uh, like ten hours long or something like that, and I would have to go deliver these routes throughout the night, and then I would go home shower and I would come to the office and shadow and make phone calls. Um, 
before that, I actually would try to negotiate my route or or kind of arrange my route to where I was able to finish sooner and go home earlier because I just wanted to be home. I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't nothing that I was excited to be at work or do anything like that. I had much more fun at home laying in bed watching movies. Right. So I started, you know, rearranging my route, getting my route done sooner where I mean, it was taking money out of my pocket. But at, I guess at that time I was like, you know, my 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 time is more valuable. I'd rather go spend time with my family than stay out on the road for 10, 12 hours a yeah, day. Yeah. Right. So I started doing that. And it actually benefited me because when I did start to work with you guys, I started doing that again to free up some more time. And now my time was being freed up not to go spend with my family, but to actually pursue something that's going to lead me to a successful, abundant lifestyle. So, guys, did you guys hear that? This is very similar. For those of you that have a nine to five out there, you know, I, him and I both transition out of our jobs of many, many years in the same way. Like we started like when we weren't doing, you know, what we had to do at work we were working on trying to get out of there and, and i was doing the same thing like you mentioned earlier i was, I was yeah i i managed to i was working 60 hours a week or so and i was just going ham there i was on my way to my promotion and then came across wholesaling so i automatically went from like 60 hours to 30 hours a week and and uh yeah i worked just you to, were mentally already checked out yeah you i was i was mentally out. yeah mentally yeah. Already, and this was around the time the dinner the sean terry dinner and stuff but uh, was it the Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, same that, was, that was the second thing. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I think this is a, a great time to talk about it. So uh, around this time, so uh, where Adrian's talking to you right now about, uh, you know, how, how he fe he's feeling like he's capped at his job and he's where he's at. And I'm mentally checked out of my job. Is um, it, It's funny how it happened. Is uh, we, we all went to the Sean Terry event and later that night. Uh, did, you, did you go to the event? Yeah, I went to. Okay, yeah, you showed up. You showed up. I got invited to the dinner. So yeah, we, we went to Mastro's. Uh, yeah, so it was a Shantari event, and then we did our own dinner. With um, yeah, with some with, of the with, guys. With, with, yeah, with some guys, of the yeah. attendees. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of attendees, and uh, that night I met uh, I met Big O that night. I met Adrian. I met Sal. Uh, I personally got to know you a little better that night, also, and um, yeah, it was just great with with uh, seeing what was really out there. You and Sal. And Alex at the time, like you guys like were, are the foundation of why we're here is because we were inspired and, and motivated by you guys just like so many others. And that night um, we went to the dinner and like I said, I was I was already feeling like, you know, my, my job was, you know, it was it was it was weighing in on me. You still had a job during that time? You were still just yeah. going through the yeah, you were going through the motions was, at that I, like, point. I, during this time I was working the thirty to thirty five hours a week just to be able to pay my bills and then I was making a living off of test strips and um, we go to the dinner and I, I see really what's possible. I see that, you know, there's people here locally who are succeeding and, and what, doing a whole bunch of things. Not only that, you got to see uh, Tim Seigal, who worked at Home Depot during that time. That, oh, and that, I know you're going to speak that, on that. Yeah, yeah. that had and a big uh, big impact on Yeah, yeah these guys, you Tim, had like Tim Darius Seigel. out of Vegas. Like you had all these guys that were, you know, in the wholesaling game, right? Cranking yeah, deals out, yeah. yeah. So so keep in mind, at, the, at this point, at this point, at the point of the dinner mm -hmm. that we went to, I wasn't even into into real estate yet. Carlos had just started the test strips, and I was just kind of curious about that stuff because it, it was mind-boggling to me that that was something that he was going to do, right? It didn't make any sense to me, but I was in the wrong mindset, obviously. And <laughs> Vanessa actually 
told told you, hey, go ahead and uh, invite, take Adrian. I don't want to go with you because mm-hmm. you were supposed to take her that mm-hmm. night. Um, and so I was like, sure, yeah, I'll go to the dinner. And so we went. Thank uh, you, Kyle. And and that's when we met uh, Tim, right? And I, you know what? I need to reach out to that guy if he ever follows. I don't know if he follows us. Or I have his number. Yeah. I need to reach out to him because he he played a major a major a pivotal role in my life. As little as it was, you know, at the time frame. Um, I had a conversation with him, and he was telling us about how he was, what, you know, 40, 45. 45 years old. He just quit his job at Home Depot, and he started wholesaling, which opened my eyes because I was 30 at the time. I was like, oh, well, if somebody his age is, is still willing to quit their job quit their and job. go all in on years. Yeah, well, why can't I do it? And so, you know, that right there just opened my eyes completely, like, you know, it's not too late. It's not too late for anybody out there. If you're 18, if you're 30, if you're 45, if you're 50, I mean, there's no age limit on on wholesaling, on real estate. You can literally just, it, it's just a mindset. As long as you're ready to go and you believe in yourself more than anybody else is going to believe in you, then you, you will be successful. And and meanwhile, so you have two guys here. Um, they're with, with the crowd that usually is not the type of people that you're really around. Is, is what happened and and we really saw just what was possible guys and I didn't really talk to Adrian a whole lot, lot that night uh, I mean I said hi and, and you know my goodbyes and we didn't really talk but little did I know he on his end was having con- like such fruitful we were conversation we're at two ends of the table yeah we, we were he was having conversation that was so fruitful so impacting that ultimately gave him like a, a taste that you know of, of wanting more it changed everything yeah for him, it changed yeah. everything for him and and me i was on the other end of the table uh with a whole bunch of people i didn't know so i was networking i was talking to a lot of people and same thing for me i'm like oh my god these guys are killing it so like i go back into work this was on a sunday night and i go back into work uh the next day and I am, like, so unsatisfied. I'm usually, like I said, I'm super happy. I'm, you know, killing it. I take pride in what I do. And I'm just taking all these calls. And, and I'm feeling frustrated. And I'm just, like, so mad uh, the fact that I'm there. And I'm just like, oh, I hate this place. You know, and I go from someone who's usually happy to be there to someone who just hated being there from, like, one day to the next. You were checked out? And literally, out? I, was, I was checked out. I was checked out as of that Monday. And then, bam, then Tuesday comes along. And literally, it was, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday. But... Uh, by this, by by like the next two two days or three days after that, I literally was like, like I called Alex on my lunch break, and at this point, I was door knocking. Like I was just doing everything that Alex told me could lead to a deal, I would do it. So he said, go door knock this list. Like I would go and like door knock until the sun went down after my after my thirty hours. You know, I would door knock, I would drive for dollars until the sun went down every single day. Every single day. Every single day. Wow. Like wow. I did not go away. Like. And I wasn't closing deals. And Alex was like, Alex was like, yeah, we'll door knock this list. And what did we find out? Like those properties that were pre foreclosures that already been foreclosed on. <laughs> like so, Alex, no, yeah, bro. So I was. So I mean, just to touch up on that, like, I, 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 I was willing to do anything with without the guidance. Yeah, like I, sure. I was, I was failing forward. Yeah. I was falling on my yeah. face, getting back up, Massive falling on action. my face, and, at, and look. Four four years later here now, we are. you know, here and, we are. And, and I and I and I saw him doing the same that, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fail forward. Is is was my same thought process. We're gonna so, figure this out. So we're gonna figure this out. So finally, you know, we're we're working together. We're trying to get some deals together. And and uh, uh, it's Tuesday or Wednesday, and literally, I call Alex on my lunch break because one of my managers ticked me off, and I was like, oh my god, I fucking hate it here. I'm like, this place fucking sucks. And then <laughs> he's like, then quit your job. I'm like, uh. So, so, so he's, he's so, like, no. He's like, and at this point. 
uh, Alex had just closed a nice deal. He, you had the test strip flowing business, so he could finally afford to like at least pay me a little bit. So it's to survive. So he so he tells me he says he says Andy, quit your job, and then. I'm like, oh, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, and then, <laughs> and then, and then I go back, I go back in there, and then like immediately I start, you know, I, I start typing a letter of resignation up, and uh, and and then like I submit it, and I was like, and there's no going back, and like so keep in mind, like my 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 coworkers saw me the previous Friday before that dinner, and they were like. You know they were they were just talking the same old me and then and then literally a few days later I'm like I'm out you guys are you guys are all done you know yeah. here and and just like that uh, I and, left my job I just, I left my and, job um, and I know what time does Facebook shut us off uh, we got we we got time okay yeah real quick try get it under like get hundred yeah, hundred people on here now we're in twenty okay. one yesterday uh, when I was encouraging somebody one of my friends to quit his job I said something happens when you quit your job. Right, something, something just yeah. We just had to start sink, sink or swim. Yeah, yeah. Sink something or swim. mentally happens like when you quit your job, man. Like something happens oh, yeah. in your mind with the right guidance, and you never like you you just never want to go back. It's yeah, it's instant, no uh, matter what. Yeah, when I when I quit my job. Yeah, ho hold on. Oh, so right. so go so going so going into that, I quit my job, and again, I didn't I didn't I didn't know what Adrian had going on. So I start working with Alex, and eventually we get the office together. But this is where Adrian chimes in. So what happened? happened that night to you at that dinner so tim well most importantly he, he he opened my eyes to see that it's not too old to try something new right you know they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks uh, i think if the old dog's willing to learn you can teach them anything that they want oh yeah right so um i called carlos the next day immediately i said hey carlos i go I, go, we'll I said, teach me, teach me your ways. I, t I literally told him, teach me your ways. I remember the conversation. And he was like, test strips? And I said, nah. I said, I want to learn real estate. He said, okay, come by the office. Okay. And, then, and at the time, Sal had the two dealerships. I remember. Well, what I thought, he still had the two <laughs> dealerships. And he, I was like, okay, I'll be at the office tomorrow as soon as I get off of my shift. He was like, okay. I came by the off. I came by the off of the dealership. Um, I actually went to the wrong dealership. The, Sal had sold the dealership already Camelback, on yeah. Camelback. So I called Carlos. I was where am I at? Where I'm supposed to be at? And I went down to that one. Went there and we just kind of. I just kind of watched his day to day. Him talking to sellers, and then he scheduled a few appointments. He's like, okay, we're gonna go on some appointments. So we started going on appointments, and it was just kind of like right into it. He started taking me around going to appointments we started just chopping it up everywhere yeah. we went about about real estate and, and you're still so, working your and job. i'm still I working my nine to five i was, I was there early on too I, I would go to the office and i remember when you when this all kind of unfolded. yeah, yeah so and i'm still working my my actually it was like four ten, so it wasn't even a nine to five i was working like five tens actually and i was still doing that and it got to the point where um they had dropped some mail i was at the i was at the warehouse and they dropped mail and I started getting phone calls to my phone, unaware that I was I was going to be getting phone calls. I, my phone started blowing up. So now I had to go and sneak between pallets, and I had a marker on me, and I'm writing numbers and, and information on a box. Property, uh, property addresses and Taking stuff, the box man, with yeah. me, you know, all yeah, that information. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, lying to my boss, telling him, hey, uh, I got an appointment sometime later today for so-and-so. I'm not going to take my lunch. I'm going to take it later on in the day. So I would go 
not take my lunch, work through my lunch, and then take my lunch later in the day to go walk a property. And, you know, mm. making sacrifices, mm. right? Yeah, by, yeah. by any means necessary, like I said, doing whatever I had to do. And it got to the point where it was just overwhelming. Like, I can't sit here and be hiding and... and no, 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 no. You, they started catching on also. They, for sure, for sure. But And that happened at my job too. But I will say this. Um, it got to the point where it was costing you money. Yes, to be it was there. costing me money. Mm. It was costing me money. It was costing you money. Your little false sense, your facade of security, mm -hmm. was costing you money. You were literally, again, we had that old saying, walking over dollars to pick, pick up, up pennies. pennies. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's what was going on. So let's get into it. Uh, let's get into acquisitions because we probably got, we can only probably go for like twenty minutes. We might have to do an acquisitions part I think two. We got like thirty. Thirty. Well, well real All quick, right. let me quit my job. Because wow. I haven't quit my job yet. Okay. Can you hurry? <laughs> yeah. Guys, like, people are waiting so for I was, I was, it was in content. the middle of night. It was the middle of the morning, 3 o'clock. Uh, I was stopped at a store waiting for it to open, and I started scrolling through Facebook, and I happened to come across uh, a, a, a Steve Harvey talking after a Family Feud show. Um, oh, you guys should I look it up. That. You should look I, it up. I've seen it. It's, yeah, I'm sure some people have. Pe those those of you to, that haven't. How to make a million? No, no. no the leap of the leap of faith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jump, and, jump, yeah. jump, yeah. And that actually came across my feed, and I listened to it, and I watched it twice. It was that, a, it was a sign from God. Exactly, God's and winks. I and I didn't know God's at the time because I didn't have the relationship that I have now with God. Um, and so that day I went in and I put my two week notice in and instantly I was having the conversation with my boss and he told me because I had been talking about it with other people, my family, my friends. And he told me, I hope you're making the right decision. You have a family to take care of. Mm, and oh I said, of oh my, and I was disgusting. I stepped back and I was like, excuse me. And then he was like, Are you yeah, about you to got, square up on he was like, you got to make sure you're making the right decision. And I told him. I know for a fact I'm making the right decision because you're angry that I'm leaving and people that care more about me have faith in me that I am going to succeed. Mm, wow. And so Screw after that, that I had uh, I had an extra week of vacation. I told him, oh, by the way, I'm going to take a week of vacation after next week. So I put my two weeks in, worked a week and took a week of vacation. He was so pissed off. He actually told me, don't even come in this week. I'll just pay you for your week of vacation. I remember that. You All told right. me that. Yeah. Run it. I said, run it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then run fast forward like about a month and a half after that, we come across our office. our office and we all and we all moved in together and then i'm you guys know what happened everyone knows what happened after we got our it office. Exploded. Boom. It exploded. It exploded boom so for those of you out there that are on the fence about getting an office guys if you are in if you are in your business at that point where you like you know that you need an office just know that your office is going to, when you get your office your business is going to scale like Three, five, ten x, insane. Yeah, right. Immediately, for sure. like for sure. the first thirty to sixty days. So just know that. All right, so the let's get into acquisitions, right? Yep. yep. The meat and bones. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Andy. Andy, what makes you a great, great acquisitions uh, manager? What makes you a great closer? What makes you a shark? So first off, uh, nobody works harder than me. Uh, when I set my mind to something, I'm always constantly aware of who's around me. Who's who's doing what? Because I, I always want to make sure I want to outwork the hardest per, the hardest worker in the room. I'm trying to outwork. So uh, from from outworking people and honestly, just being able to read personalities is something that is a strong suit for me mm, is, yeah. um, you know, identifying who I'm talking to. That's so important. 
uh, in, in your sales process is identify who you're talking with because, you know, I've got a personality for every other personality out there. And uh, that I would say that's something that separates me. Uh, on top of that, I mean, I'm educated. So I know you're, my... You're a chameleon. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely a sure. chameleon. Yeah. I'm definitely a chameleon. Uh, and again, this isn't this isn't something that I've always been. Like you said, when you met me, I was introverted. I, I really didn't talk a whole lot. In fact, you questioned me. This is something that I've practiced and molded into being is being a more talkative person, being you know more sociable, being more likable, learning personalities, learning who's on the other end of the phone. And uh, ultimately, with practice, I mean, I, I got better, but uh, always just having that ambition to learn is, is something that separates me and makes me an exceptional sales guy. Okay. Um, I just literally said identify who's on the other end of the phone, right? Personality. Personality. Okay. Love so, that. Yep. All right. So, uh, Mr. Salgado, and, you know, we're going to get really deep here. What makes you a great, great closer, a great shark? I'm a sponge. Uh, I'm literally a sponge. You're I, a sponge. And I'm a very observant person, which makes them go, you know, great together, right? So you're a sponge. You're observant. Yeah. So... You put me in any surrounding, I'm aware of everything that's going on, whether you think I am or not. I see everything. I hear everything. And <laughs> you really do. I hear everything. Well, yeah, was yesterday, what was it? You guys were talking about this. Like, hey, we should get you guys on. And I was not I even in the room. And I was like, I'm down you from around the corner. The wall? Wow. No, I hear everything. Yeah, he really I does. literally do hear everything. And so... You need that listening, that listening power to become a great acquisition, a great closer, right? Because this is something that I was, I've just, uh, you know, refreshing up on some some sales training and stuff. Um, you have salesmen that build the rapport and do everything, but they lack that that last bit of exchange and value, and in to make the close happen. Right. So by being observant, by being the sponge and listening, being a great listener, I'm able to listen to the people's and, and decipher their real problems because people aren't going to come out and tell you right up front. This is my problem. This is my problem. This is my problem. You know, you're yep. going to have to ask certain questions and they're going to kind of beat around the bush and you're going to need to listen to the tonality and listen to certain words that they say and say oh that's probably not the truth you know it's probably something a little bit deeper than that mm -hmm. and then not only to to identify that but then also to react on that and ask the tough questions oh, okay so are you are you is are you sure you're not behind on the property because you know i just kind of heard you mention that you're struggling a little bit so you're not behind on any mortgages and they'll be like oh well i'm behind a couple months oh okay so now there's some there's some urgency there's some uh a problem for you to solve yep, yep. because being an acquisitions manager you have to solve problems and the more problems you solve at the end of the day your conversation is the money right? and like you said you said uh, earlier last week you mentioned you know if you ask yes or no questions you're only going to get yes or no answers you can't expect for people to open up to you and for people to you know come in and automatically just say yeah you know here's my business you earn my business if you're not able to identify their needs their problems and ultimately work around you know them because every deal is different uh, we don't script acquisitions this is something that we talk about heavily is you know there's no script perfect perfect script for acquisitions there's not uh, a secret sauce that you know we're implementing it's just a matter of having the right people there having people who again can can blend in anywhere people who are willing to be the hardest worker in the room mm -hmm. at all costs like these are the type of people that you want to prospect people that aren't you know, scared yeah like we're, we're not scared of anything you know so uh, we're always ready. We're ready to talk to anyone at any point at any time. Mm, yeah. like, mm. like the other day, someone was like, someone wanted me to work this lead for them. 
and they're giving me all these notes. I'm like, I just need a uh, name, phone number, address. Like, <laughs> I'll get the rest. Like, I'll get the rest. I'll get the rest. So trust me, guys, having someone with that confidence factor is going to take you a lot further. You can't, you know, while Alex did take a chance on me as like an introverted person, you want to bring in people who, you know, you can work around. So, again, I mean, look for those people who are uh, already out there, you know, putting themselves out there. They're outspoken. They got mouthpieces on them, et cetera, you know. So. Now, now keep in mind um, – the reason the reason the tonality and stuff like that works with us so much and which makes us such killers is because we're 95 percent virtual we don't go on appointments anymore yep. you know and they, our, so they can't they they cannot read your body so they read your tone right yeah for like sure. you said it the other day tonality is the body language right so uh, not and tonality let, is the virtual, is the virtual body, language. body language and i think tonality. i think something some Put people some people yep. would want to hear is like, let's talk about how different we are uh on the phones and how different our approaches are because we're two different to cut we're cut very yeah, different. I, I was just gonna ask that like every, like you guys both have your unique abilities yeah for sure and you guys both close a shit ton of deals yeah and and again in different I mean, so, ways yes <laughs> so what happened was uh when we moved into the office together uh adrian and i were thrown into an office together we the we, best thing that could have happened yeah the yes. best thing that could have happened so so literally uh you know they they invested in us and they threw us in this office and Ultimately, iron sharpened iron. Like we actually just we attracted to each other. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we had other other employees that were at the office, cold callers and stuff, and it just so happened me and Andy, two different companies, ended up we just wanted to sit right next to each other for yeah, some for reason. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And and it was ultimately just like like we we both knew that we had no option. It's like going into it, like, I was like, hey, who the hell are you, dude? He's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Andy. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm here to close deals. Uh, yeah, but so, 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 ultimately, so ultimately what happened, guys, is you have two very different people in an office with no other option but to succeed in close deals and bring value to the team. Like, there was, there was no other way around it. We didn't have any sales coaching particularly. Like, it was just, you know, we were thrown in a shark tank is what happened. And going into it, like I said, uh, Carlos asked what, what we identify as. Like, I would sit here and and Adrian, Ad, I'd, I'd hear Adrian talk to maybe 30, 40 people, and he'd make an old lady chuckle, and then he'd lock her up. And I'd be like, fuck that shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to call 100 people today. So I'd be like, duh, duh, and I'd just dial out the phones, and I'd make so many phone calls, and then I'd be like, all right, I just matched your deal. You know, it took me a little while. But, again, this is we're, we're completely different. I'm, I'm super professional. I, I'm very well educated. I know how to prove credibility. I know how to structure conversations. And uh, I know how to read people really, really well, right. as I mentioned. And, and you, on the other end, you're more of just an outgoing type. You can br- you let can him, get, let yeah. him explain. I'm just the type of person, like I said earlier, you know, you put me anywhere and I, I'm going to make somebody smile at the end of the day. I'm going to make a friend. I'm going to make some sort of connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I did on the phone. I mean, I know how to problem solve on my feet. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm quick witted. I'm definitely quick witted. You know, super. <laughs> so and that's clever. what yeah. you're clever. You're very you know, clever. Very clever. It ha- it, and that's what it takes sometimes: be clever, be quick witted, um, and then be a problem solver. And and don't take no for an answer, and not be scared. Those are all things that I had that I've used. I didn't have any sales sales training experience whatsoever, but I used yeah. to get a lot of what I wanted. I, I used to. I'm not gonna say sit here and say I got everything that I wanted. 
wanted. But if I wanted something, there's a 99% chance I was going to get it by persuasion, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Making a friend and just, oh, hey, you know what? Just let me go ahead and and just come in here and and sign this agreement or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, or drop my product off or whatever it is. Um, And that's that's what I would do. My phone calls were long. Um, There weren't very many of them, but they were genuine phone calls where – after i mean for example we had a deal that we made where you know you want to get on the phone and know that after before you hang up you can actually tell the seller hey you know what let's go have a beer after this and they're going to be like okay let's go do that you've had beers we've with, had beers sellers, sellers. Yeah. i mean if you guys go back to carlos's facebook i think you'll see a, a live video of when we were at at, at an appointment or a, i uh, think uh twin peaks twin peaks i think some old ladies, coldest beer in town I, th- I think some old lady sent andy some pictures once i'm just throwing that out there uh, <laughs> they were they were G-rated. I They're do G- not want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> They're feed picks. They're for sale. When you build a rapport, you get blessed. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I'm and, and like I said, ultimately it comes down to, uh, I think we're different in our ways, but it's it's the same structure. Oh, can yeah. I, can for I, sure. Can for I sure. give you guys my perspective on some of the Please. best? Some of your yeah, best yeah, for tools, sure. please. You're, right? you're, an, you're, one, you're one of the ultimate closers. You Thank know this. You. So. I consider myself the Michael Jordan. I know you consider yourself the LeBron James of closing, and then you consider yourself who? Uh, LeBron like, as uh, well. Lebron. We're both LeBron. I'll let you be LeBron. Can we both and just be LeBron? Be are you the uh, – Let's just both uh, be LeBron. I'll be Le- I can be Kobe. Are you the Zion Williamson of nah, closing? No, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a vet. Uh, okay, I'm okay. a vet. I'll give – like LeBron gave No, I'll be Kobe. I'll be Kobe. was a closer. I can be Kobe. I'm not going to lie. I am probably the fourth in line here. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but but I, I add value in my unique abilities, okay. and I'm good all around. No, like, and, and you're you're a great leader. Let, yeah. let, just yeah. real quick, so I'm going to take 30 seconds. How how did it? How did I start uh, reaching out to people? So I remember we saw a little bit of deal flow, and at this point you're you're closing deals on your own before you closed a few deals, and you said, "All right, you're going to take over the entire sales process of our company as we start to blow yeah. up." You had that vision. You were you said you're eventually going to run the entire sales process of our business and, I, and i'm doing it now this was like just me and him yeah and <laughs> like there's nobody <laughs> there was no other like, like no but i i always had that and I, i'm yeah yeah and you said and you said and you were like this is what you get you're gonna be doing so you better get good at it and i was like okay okay so you're like I, you're like i'm gonna give you an example i'm gonna make an offer and i remember it was just me you and your apartment and you made an offer and and i was like okay great make another one uh, I'm, I'm gonna observe. You're like, no, it's your turn. I was like, what do you <laughs> mean go, it's my go, turn? One and one. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're like, what do you, what do you mean it's my turn? You're, you're like, no, it, it, it's, you're right. It's, you're, it's just your turn. So you just threw me out there, and literally, we never, we never looked back. Like, I just started talking to more people, gained that experience, and. Uh, yeah, ultimately, like your your leadership led me there. You you were always yeah. there, guiding me, telling me what to say, and uh, yeah. So you're definitely a closer. Uh, but I I, I I can close, but I'm definitely fourth in line. I have yeah. to, I have to concede. All good, all I good. Uh, and if Sal was here, would he be fifth? He would He's be joking, fifth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what I what I feel, what I think um, that makes Adrian an amazing, amazing close closer, is his ability to bring down walls, right? Because the every see. When someone is going through these issues, you know, when, when a motivated seller or, or a prospect out there is, is going through through uh, any like it, a lot of these folks are going through something deeper than just like, hey, I want to sell my house. Absolutely. Right. Always, Nine always. out of ten times. Yep. For sure. Yep. There is a deeper issue. There is a root uh, issue there that you got to dig. And the only way that you can even begin to dig is if you bring down their walls. 
right? Yeah, so sure. you got to think of, I always think of clients uh, or prospects that, you know, when Adrian is talking to him or I was talking to him or whatever, whoever's talking to him, as the first contact, they're like this. Oh, yeah, always. On the first always. contact, they're like this. They're, or always. they're like this, right? There is a wall there. Agreed. There's yeah, a wall sure. there. And what I what I feel that Adrian does best is he's able to bring that down slowly, slowly. Uh, I'm out of water. Yeah. So yeah. Right. So Adrian, <laughs> Dude, I need yeah. water. Adrian is able to bring down that wall slowly, slowly, slowly. And once those arms, once that wall is, is I mean, at some point he gets them to where it's just behind their hand, their, their back. Oh, yeah. my God. You know what I mean? Oh. At some point it's just behind their back. And, and they're saying, tell me what you need me to do. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? This is your world now. I am trusting you. I believe in you, and I feel like you can get me through my problem, and that's what I feel that Adrian does best. I would and you got a thousand percent. You got to, and you yeah, got to, ex- sure. you got to explain that to them. That's what you're here to do. I'm here to help you out of a problem that you can't help yourself out of because you've tried already, right? We're a real estate solutions company. We're not, we're not wholesalers. We're not. Some one of the uh, real quick. Sorry to cut you off, but one of the biggest. Uh, you know, we have like moments where somebody just says like one line and that one line changes like your perspective or your life forever. Mm-hmm. One line that uh, a, a gentleman, uh, Charlie, which uh, he was extremely helpful when I first started. Oh, Charlie. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Charlie. He said, you know, as, as when you're 18, like you're focused, I was focused on the money. So every call, like I was focused, like I even had uh, my direct mail campaigns were named 100,000. Like I was valuing the calls by money mm-hmm. and and he saw that and he said i'm gonna give you the advice that i was told by uh his mentor like 10 you know 15 years prior to that he said instead of focusing on the money on every single call just focus on solving people's problems okay. he's like the more problems you solve the more money you will make stop focusing mm-hmm. on the money and that little phrase right there just shifted so like shift mm-hmm. moving moving forward like every call was like it, whether it, it, there was there was no money associated with that call yeah it was simply just solve the problem be a problem solver and sometimes the biggest problems are you know the biggest deals and then it, it like every single problem ultimately leads to being compensated for that right transaction. that's and, just and the, the always, money's, money's always. just the and compensation for the yeah. problem solving yeah. Yeah. and as a, as a good as a good acquisitions manager every time you hear a hint of something that might be stressing them or that it might be an issue or that is ultimately that problem for them you automatically have to piece that solution together for them because yeah. people are slow to react on on their issues you know people are slow to react on their problems and you know ultimately if you put that solution in front of them before they've even thought of it they're gonna be like well you know what that that's probably the best route you and 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 also i i say a lot of uh on mine and what i do is instructing people instead of asking and i guide people to do and so if i tell you okay so this is your problem now this is your solution we're gonna do it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not asking you mm-hmm. i'm not asking if you know if my option to this like you know if my solution is gonna work for you i'm just gonna assume that it's gonna work for you and then until you tell me that yes or no so like and that's so just part of uh, yeah. part of being a shark you know i feel like a, you know? yeah like a lot of, a lot of sellers are, are at the they're at the edge of that pool you've got to push them in sometimes yeah and that, i think that's the, that's that's the majority, majority of you gotta, you gotta just yeah i i say that time and time again you know first and foremost you're the expert, so you should be in control of the, the conversation, conversation. Right. Yeah, always. Right? So you need to be in control of the conversation. Now, do you need to be listening? Absolutely. 
the 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 talk versus listening time should be like a 70 30 70 their yeah, way they're sure. talking because if if they're not talking then then you don't you can't identify what moves them unless what it's gonna take unless to you're actually a, make unless a you're a really really good salesman like randy that can just he talks over, a lot he yeah. can just over talk the customer but he talks him exactly into the corner that he wants him to be in and yeah. he talks him into doing whatever it is they say but that's a skill set in its own and the majority of the people that are out there can't be that type of person so this is a much easier way for you to be successful and i guess if you guys take anything out of this like uh you know just know that you can work around like what your strong suits are right now and ultimately become a better closer being yourself because everyone does this differently as you're hearing randy does it one way i do it one way you did it another adrian doesn't another mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately work around what you're good at you know know the the foundation of uh closing deals which is building report you know being able to break down those walls so being likable getting the information and problem solving right yeah and there has to be an exchange it has to be an exchange in value you it's an, it has to be a win-win literally for both parties that's how the deals that's how you get the big deals and that's how the deals stay together once you acquire them you know if both both people have something to benefit from the from the transaction then it's going to go smoothly but now if you're the only person that's benefiting you're going to have to worry about them getting another offer uh, much higher than you from somebody that they talked to a week ago and now them you know wanting to cancel with you or wanting them to back out of the contract or something like that mm -hmm. you know that's how you alleviate these headaches uh or put out these fires before they even start and it's okay. by it's by solving these problems because if you're going to solve all of their problems and then and next joe schmo is only going to solve one or two of their problems you know who's going to get the deal at the end the of the guy day? that solves more problems exactly yeah, so sure. so as he you know you, you guys obviously uh you know semi uh driver no sales background uh customer service experience flipping pizzas how do you develop the the sell skills to ultimately be killers like you guys like for somebody that it has no sales experience how, how does somebody start you know what what proper steps would you guys recommend would you say practice so Pract failing like, for practice yeah. and, and and practice and failing forward are really incorporated together uh a lot of it was you know talking to more people and and knowing and being you know, conscious you know what i call that what's that beating on your craft mm -hmm. mm. constantly beating yeah, on your craft sure. would you say that you have dedicated at least, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 hours to beating on this craft oh, yeah, of, of sales. Course, no of doubt. Yeah. Five to 10,000 hours of beating on this craft, right? right. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's the thing. If these folks out here are not talking to enough people, how are they ever going to get there? Exactly. exactly. How are they ever going to sharpen it, that skill set? And there is no excuse to, well, I don't have anybody to call. Okay. Yeah. You can go on Zillow for sell by owner. You can go on Craigslist. Call all the call every single rental in your city. There's probably thousands. Call every single rental and just practice your skills. There's yeah, no excuses. Sure. Yeah, and being conscious that it's a it's a it's a definitely a learning process. So you know you can't you can't get on the phones and expect to automatically know everything. Be a quick learner and look at those who are like if, if you have any people in your market. There's a, a ton of people who do live calls. Like Elijah does live calls. Uh, the, the, and uh, the Nick you guys a day in the live. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna do, we should we should get into that. I saw some people yeah, asking about that on the comments. We we definitely should get into that. Um, somebody asked real quick, and this is a this is an important question because a lot of these folks they they feel like they still have to go on appointments to get deals, right? No. So somebody said, is it better to close over the phone or in person? Uh, I, I can speak for our company. We probably do 90 to 95% virtual. Uh, mm -hmm. Same here. Yeah, same. Pi pictures, uh, excuse me, contract first, pictures later. So what that means to me is we always want to get the deal 
first and we know our numbers we know depending on the market what we can sell it at roughly so you know that if you're shooting your shot and you're 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 shooting good offers uh, at uh, where you can sell the property you can lock it up sight unseen and then get those pictures later and you want to touch base on that because you do a ton of virtual deals too. yeah yeah and it, there, there's benefits in getting getting uh, the agreement signed first and then getting pictures later. I mean, uh, if you're already talking, and also you got to do your due diligence, right? You got to get as much details as, as you need as for the property. Get very detail oriented with um, the condition of the property because you're not walking the property until after you have the agreement in yep. place. So you have to. It, it's a little bit better that way too because now you're putting it into the seller's mind. They're pointing out all the flaws over the phone. You know, oh yeah this does need to get fixed or yeah, I haven't replaced this in a while, you know, and it's, it's easier to do it in person because you can, you can point them out and tell them, Hey, what's going on here. But they just kind of overlook it at that point. If it comes out of their mouth and it comes out of their thought process and they're telling you what's wrong with the property, it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for you to negotiate as far as, you know, rehab costs and things like that. Um, and by getting pictures, I mean, if it's if it's something that you need to get pictures on, you know, get them involved. That also gets the seller involved. Yeah. It gets them involved and it make, in it the makes deal. them feel like, oh, this is really happening. This is, this really is a happening. real thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And uh, I think I think one of the most important things is like most sellers are selling like they're selling their house for you know maybe the first time yeah so they don't know the they, process they do this they, they so, do this this is why we're the experts so they do as this a, once or twice during their lifetime yeah. so yeah. as a professional it's super important to guide them exactly. because most people do not know the process on how to sell their house right. yeah and mm -hmm. you give them options right so if if we're doing a deal here in arizona um i'll give them the option hey i can have somebody come by and take a look at your property um or, I mean, if, if this is okay with you, do you have a, a smartphone? Can you take pictures with it? This is a little bit more convenient. Now you're not having to take time off of work. Now you're not having to wait around for me to come by and take a look at the property. I'm a professional, I tell them. Uh, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for cleanliness of the property. I'm just looking at general condition. You know, I want to see that the ceiling's not falling down or that you still do have yep. a sink and all the walls are still up. You know, that's what I want to see. I'm not looking for the cleanliness because that's a little bit of the pushback you'll get. Oh, well, my house isn't clean. But like, trust me, if you see the houses that I've bought over the years, <laughs> your yeah. house is is immaculate now you, now you bring yeah, now, now you feel yeah loss. yeah so um okay so this is gonna be super important because i get this question a lot and I, I want you guys to answer this so when you're talking on the phone with somebody you make your offer you know you built the report how do you escalate the conversation for them to sign over the phone how do you make them feel comfortable? You're, you wanna, How do you escalate you're, you're that? You're really good at this. Right? So, so like, so like I said earlier, guys, it's about guiding and directing. Is How when I know taking control of the conversation. Yeah, when when I know I have I have good report build. I know who their family members are, who their influences are. You know what their reason for selling the property, why they're even talking to me. When I know all the foundational stuff, which is you know report having information. I know my numbers. I know we can possibly sell the property yet. Uh, I just direct them. So I tell them, hey, Mr. Salad, look, we've, we've gotten this far. And it sounds like you're really going to be benefiting from selling this property. So, you know, you're, it sounds like you're ready to get this done right now. 
the next step in completing this is super easy. It's all, it's all, the hardest part is always coming to an agreement on the number. But now that we, you know, you're happy with what we're offering and what you've presented, we've presented to the table, let's go ahead and, and get this sent over to a title company right away so it can get this started for us. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to send you an email with our offer, with our written offer. I don't call it an agreement or a contract. Uh, it'll be our written offer. It states everything we've discussed about today, like the price and that we're buying it as is. As soon as we get this filled out, we'll go ahead and send it over to title right away. So uh, with that said, uh, it's in your email right now. And again, it's just a matter of guiding them. Um, you know, when, when you've collected all the information and built that report, because uh, if you haven't built the report and you skip over that, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to be like, who, who, like, who are you to tell me this? Like, yeah. you, you got to identify who you can do this with. And again, these are people that uh, we've already broken the, the, the or, or, down or they'll tell you, yeah, go ahead and send it over. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. do, do you guys hang up the phone, stay on the phone? So no. when they, if they're like, oh, well, uh, send it and I'll, I'll look at it. Honestly, that doesn't happen to me very often, humbly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what, what I do when, when that does happen is, okay, so you're obviously not willing to sign it right now. I know there's a reason that triggers something in my brain where I'm like, oh, shit, they're, they're there's not going to sign it. There's something up. So, so now I, I bring them down and I make myself vulnerable. So, look, uh, I know you don't owe me anything. You know, at the end of the day, it's my job to earn your business because you're going to sell whether it's to me or to the competitor. Boom. Yep. But, you know, uh, it's it sounds like there's some ho sort of holdback because you said my price was good. You said you identified everything that you that you needed to identify before you could transition with any sort of move. Yep. Mm. Now, now, uh, and again, you don't owe me anything. And again, I, I I tell them I tell them this actually I actually tell them like you don't owe me anything. But what what's the reason we can't get this signed right now? What's the problem? And then I, I guarantee you, if you if you didn't skip over the report building yeah. and they actually like you and you've and again, it's been that 70 30 flow mm -hmm. because mostly it's been them talking. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you the real reason why they don't want to sign. So whether that's, hey, look, I've uh, you know, I've got someone else coming to take a look at the house mm -hmm. or, uh, hey, I've got I've got my aunt I need to talk to before I sell the property. Yep. And if it's mm -hmm. the aunt, OK, well, look, you know, I need I need your I need your aunt to be happy with doing business with us because she's she's part of it. She's part of you, and we're ultimately working around you. So what do I need to do to get this done? It sounds like maybe speaking with your aunt, can we get her on the phone right now? Or, you know, can I get your aunt's phone number? What can I do? I'm willing to talk to her so we can get this done. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, you can give her a call or, you know, whatever the case might be. And if they, if they go into something like, oh, well, I've got something, someone coming at the, uh, look at the house uh, today. I mean, depending on the personality type, I mean, sometimes I full on go, well, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to get into a bidding war. I guess, you know, if it doesn't work for you, uh, you know, it's not something I want to get into. I, I think I might rather back off and they'll be like, fear of uh, loss, uh, uh, fear uh, of uh, loss. Uh, uh. Yeah. So, you mm -hmm. know, some people act like that. And then others, you, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to throw that card out there because I know they'll be like, all right, well, I know there's a bu another buyer out there. Like, go screw yourself. Okay, yeah. You know, so you got to know who to do that with. And with the people who are like, but oh, it's about well, I've identifying got... and reading that personality. Okay, yeah. So yeah. And then, then you joke about yourself like, oh, man, I'm not good enough for you. Yeah. Like, I'm not good enough for you. You got someone else coming to look at the house. No, I, I totally get it. Look, you're you're doing your homework. I, I and I and I respect totally understand that. and respect that. So you've got someone else coming to look at the property. You know, what do I need to do to be able to earn your business right now? Yep. Like right now.
and the, and they'll tell you, well, like, okay, well, it's the money. I need and then because then they'll tell you they're like, yeah. it's the money. Well, and exactly exactly that. Mm-hmm. So then they'll tell you because the reason they're having that other walkthrough is because they're obviously not happy with your price. The price mm-hmm. yeah. So hey, you might have to you might have to settle a little bit and you know uh, take a chunk out of your assignment, your projected assignment fee, and you know make them a little higher offer. But yep. at the end of the day, it's worth it because you're securing that deal right then and there. And time kills all deals, guys. Yeah. So Absolutely. you want to lock them in as soon as possible. And uh, I, th- I think so. That answers that question for me. Uh, I'll yeah, leave it at freaking that. gems. Boom. Guys, like Boom. people pay like like money for this, for that so alone. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, real quick, guys. If you guys are appreciating, you know, this podcast today, show some love, show some likes, show some hearts. Let us know that you're still with us. Let us know that you appreciate the value of these gentlemen that you know the, the the value they're dropping today like let us know show us some love show us some love i want to see the hearts and the likes come through yeah thank you guys for listening to us uh we appreciate it we're you know we never we never claim that we're like the we're, best or we're yeah. the shit or we're arrogant you meet us in person like you know we're real humble real normal real normal people again we don't claim to be the best but we claim to be very fucking sharp at what we do mm. so mm, 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 mm. sharks so um do you guys have any questions at all uh, before we begin to close, log off, before we begin here. to close out? Yeah, and I need, some, I need some water. My an hour and 30 minutes empty. just went like that. Yeah. That was an hour and 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We got to run it back. All right, guys. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to run it back. Thank you guys for having we're, us. We're going to do an ac- well, Guys, do you guys want us to do an acquisitions part two so we can actually get deeper? Oh, we're good. We're good. An acquisitions part two so we can get deeper into it? Yeah, a little bit more virtual. Now they know who they are. Yeah. Next episode is strictly acquisitions. Straight acquisitions. Straight jams, baby. Yeah. yeah, straight acquisitions. So if you guys, if that's what you guys want, uh, go ahead and, and drop the word yes. Drop or actually the word more, yes. more. Let's do more. Yeah, say I, more. Yeah. Because we still have so much, so much to go over when it comes to acquisitions. We, we haven't like talked way about way more. Yeah. So yeah. much. Say more How if you want attorneys, an episode, multiple uh, uh, sellers, acquisition, yeah, acquisitions, problem episode solving. number two. Put more, 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 more. Let's go. More, so everybody's more saying yes. I need you to put more so we can do acquisitions part two, baby. And we can get really, really deep. And not only that, but answer any any questions that you guys have. Guys, if you if you guys are uh, have enjoyed this podcast and the prior ones and and more to come, uh, I ask you guys for us uh, for you guys to do a favor for us. Go rate us on the iTunes oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're climbing up the uh, the charts, and we need your guys' help to uh, rate. So if you're hearing this uh, now or you're hearing this on the replay, please rate us on the iTunes podcast and then make sure you subscribe to so our we have youtube channel we have, Shout out all in. we have 112 hey. ratings right now uh on the uh apple uh podcast yeah i need to see at least 150 you know by the end of today so everybody that's enjoyed this episode everybody that enjoys our podcast please go to apple uh podcast find our podcast all in entrepreneurs and rate um, rate our podcast. You know, let us know how you feel. I read through the comments. We to. read through the comments. So please go on there, um, drop a rating, and drop a comment. And uh, and you know, would love to see that from you guys. And also, guys, if you have like any sales, uh, needless to say, uh, sales related questions. Yeah, you, we're, you guys we're know you can come books. to me and Adrian anytime. Everybody's, everybody's saying where can, more, more, more. Where so. can they uh, Where can they follow you guys? So uh, Instagram, AndyGarcia.biz. Andy uh, Garcia dot biz and Instagram Sal God S A L G A W D. You might have to change that soon. 
Huh? I like it. S A L. I tried. I tried. I, I didn't got, let him. I got people didn't hear. I did kind of show that. S A L G A W D. Sal God. Should I change to Sal God? Oh. oh, don't Are take that. No one take. You that. have to be uh, uh, the official exotic agent full time. Is that a thing so? Everybody's <laughs> saying more. All right, we're we're gonna All run right. it back then, guys. We're gonna have to do an acquisitions part yeah. two. Guys, we, have, turbo. We, we haven't even touched. I mean, for those of you guys so that are many, still out there, we have doing touched, appointments. Guys, we haven't touched psychology, virtual wholesaling, how to deal with drivers, uh, attorneys, multiple sellers. Oh yeah, I'm good with attorneys and probates uh, and hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, we haven't even. So we have we have, we have some fire for you guys. Facts. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we're gonna have to do a, a, a episode number two. So this is just a taste. Uh, we're we're work we're gonna work on on making that happen for you guys. This was just a little tease so part two god willing is coming and um for myself hold on uh, real quick before because uh this you know timing is everything so i just want to make sure that we touch on this every podcast guys if you're looking to get into wholesaling uh we're not gonna hard pitch you but we do have a wholesaling one-on-one course where we teach everything from a to z um how to close a lot of the closing tactics that we spoke on today are in the course uh so go to learn virtual to host, wholesaling, virtual wholesaling dispositions everything pull list uh, everything so uh, go go to learn to wholesale.com and you'll find it there that's all i'm saying uh it's literally changed lives and you know it could do the same for you before we go gentlemen i really appreciate all of you guys um, you two especially for allowing us on this platform and even having uh, the faith and and the know to put us in a position to be successful. Yeah, because sure. you guys. guys definitely saw something in us that we probably didn't see in ourselves. Oh, yeah. The so, value's there. The value's definitely know, there, man. Really and as you can it. see, everybody, everybody that watched today's episode, they want more. So we yeah. got to make more happen. It's never too late. Yeah. Never too late. So yeah, much thank more. you guys. Thank you guys. So much more to talk about. Yes. All right, guys. That was episode uh, 16. Please do not forget to share, like, comment, tell everybody about our podcast. You know, we do this for yep. you guys. Um, and, you know, we absolutely love you guys. We love serving you guys. A lot of the stuff that we do is free. And uh, and I don't regret that one bit. Uh, thank all of you guys for continu- continuously supporting us the way that you do, you know, and, and the, com- the all-in community. So, yeah. uh, Carlos Reyes. Much love for you guys. Alex Signs. Peace. Later, guys. Later. Have a good one. Later. Later, everyone. Peace. Andy L. <laughs>